0: Let us be in the spirit of worship. Please take your hymnal and turn to number 127 and let us stand and sing together, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. Hebrews 9, verses 24 through 28. Hebrews 9, verses 24 through 28. Christ didn't enter the holy place, which is a copy of the true holy place, made by human hands, but into heaven itself, so that he now appears in God's presence for us. He didn't enter to offer himself over and over again like the high priest enters the earthly holy place every year with blood that isn't his. If that were so, then Jesus would have to suffer many times since the foundation of the world. Instead, he has now appeared once at the end of the age to get rid of sin by sacrificing himself people are destined to die once and then face judgment in the same way christ was also diff- christ was also offered once to take on himself the sins of many people he will appear a second time not to take away sin but to save those who are Eagerly waiting for him, the word of God for the people of God. now let us turn our attention to prayer, and uh we want to remember uh, another act of violence and those lives that have been shattered uh, and we might just wonder when it will end uh, I think it's also interesting that uh there are so many ballots uh, and so many races in the, in the election that are still waiting to be decided. They're still counting votes. But, uh, <clears throat> such is the world in which we live. And uh, what other concerns do we share today? Those we mentioned earlier, Glenda's nephew and myself. People in Paris, yes, yes, that, uh, the shooting as well as the fire, um, and then others who are, who are battling, battling wildfires. Let us, let us join our hearts in prayer. God of all seasons, God of all ages and stages of life, God who has made it all and who is still creating. You are a God of love, of grace, of mercy and kindness. And we know from reading your word that you abhor evil and idolatry and the waste of life and the uh, injustice of the way Some people treat other people. We come to give thanks that we know your word and we have uh, witnessed your grace and your love and your your majesty. We come to give thanks that we know in the name of Jesus Christ the forgiveness of our sins. And we know that your love is all-powerful, and all your power is loving so let us worship you and you alone in this hour and every second of our days and our lives let us worship you only and let us find our meaning and purpose in life through you we know that we are all sinners and though once forgiven we continue to make mistakes to make blunders and to uh, sometimes sin by our errors and uh, by what we've done and other times by what we have failed to do even though we have tried as hard as we can to do right with your forgiveness free us from our guilt and our guilty feelings. Free us from the habits that enslave us and the attitudes that would separate us from your grace and from one another. Remove from us the fear and the anger when we see such violence and such wicked things happening in our world even in our own communities let us hear again your words of grace let us feel again the presence and power of your Holy Spirit and let us once again take up the cross to follow where Jesus leads us that our lives may be pleasing to you and that as a part of your great church in this world today we may be change agents for your good for sharing the gospel and living with love and faith. We make our prayer in Jesus' name and together we offer the prayer he has taught us saying Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Chapter 12, verses 38 through 44. As he was teaching, he said, Watch out for the legal experts. They like to walk around in long robes. They want to be greeted with honors in the markets. They long for places of honor in the synagogue and at banquets. They are the ones who cheat widows out of their homes. And to show off they say long prayers, they will be judged most harshly. Jesus sat across from the collection box for the temple treasury and observed how the crowd gave their money. Many rich people were throwing in lots of money One poor widow came forward and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I assure you that this poor widow has put in more than everyone who's been putting money in the treasury. All of them are giving out of their spare change. But she, from her hopeless poverty, has given everything she had, even what she needed to live on. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. True or false? We envy some people because they have it better than we do. true or false. Now, well, you don't want to show yourself, do you? <laughs> uh, I heard a false though, so uh, surely we try not to, although. You know, sometimes you uh, look what the neighbor has and wish you had not theirs. That, that would be that would be one of the ten commandments that we avoid, but I sure would like to have one like that. Or maybe one with just a few more bells and whistles. Or I could probably be happy with a few less. True or false? The poorer you are, the easier life is. Anybody want to agree with that? <laughs> Which part of life are we talking about? Okay. Uh, let me try one, one more. One more. People are poor because they don't want to work. True or false? Oh, I heard both on that one. I heard both on that one. Maybe some are, but I don't think it's true of most. I mean I could ask the other end of that. People are rich because they all worked hard. Some people were born rich. I had an interesting book, uh, is recommended by a school principal one time, and, and it it's it's a book about poverty. And in in this book, of course there are a lot of lessons about uh you know plots of the poor and, and and the differences between those of us in the middle and those who are on either end of, of the financial, social ladder. Uh, but but within that book, there were three tests. And uh, one is for understanding poverty. One's for uh, recognizing the middle class. And the other's for recognizing the, the extremely wealthy. And uh, what, what it... In this test it uh it questioned skills or it it really brought up skills that you might have. And uh some some communities, some churches will do this from time to time, have a uh a, a program where you uh you know, you come in and you uh Oh my goodness. I knew it was gonna happen on Sunday morning eventually, but uh you uh you try to put on the other person's clothes and and uh, understand and one time i I went to one in Chattanooga, and it was understanding uh, goodness gracious I, the words are falling out fast yeah, it was understanding handicaps and so when you when you walked into the room you you got a sign you were blind or you were put in a wheelchair or you were deaf or something of that kind and and you had to you had to do that while you were in the room, and uh, you were blindfolded, or you were put in a wheelchair, and then you found how how difficult some ordinary things can be. I went to another one one time that was to uh, experience aging. It's kind of like like it is now, you know. You forget things. No, uh, no. This one, you 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 put you put on socks that had gravels in them. And put your shoes back on, and you uh, you you put on things that kind of warped your vision, and then you you put on gloves that, you know, destroyed your sensitivity, and uh, then they they put you in a, in a place where you had these noises in your ears and, and tried to communicate, and now. You know, those those things don't happen identically to all people who age. I mean, we're a pretty healthy bunch when you look at, at our group, given, well, I wouldn't say how old anybody is here, but uh, I'm older than I was when I came here. I know that. But it, it doesn't happen the same way to all people, but it's, you know, it is an opportunity to experience what that might be like. And they do the same thing for Alzheimer's. And uh, just so that you can identify with other people. Now, one of those, and I've never done this one, but one of those is is the thing of poverty. And you might be given a card that there's something you've got to do in, in this room with these other people, and you've only got, you know, a few cents, or you, you've got a need that you can't fix and and you face all kinds of temptations, temptations to lie and to steal, and uh, you know some of those things just come with poverty. Now we're could, we're pretty quick to blame people for their own situation, uh, not always, but sometimes. You know, well look at them if if they hadn't spent so much money on alcohol, they might have had something by now. It's, uh, I tell you what, everybody ought to come in for at least one day and listen to some of the calls we get from people and some of the needs. And uh, the fact of the matter is, you never know what the real need is. Now, if somebody comes in one day and says, "Uh, my father's in the hospital up up in Charlottesville, and I don't have any gas in my car, and everybody's family's already up there, and I've got to go get with them. Can can you buy me some gas? I might think, okay, sure, he needs to get up there. But when somebody comes in about a week later with the very same complaint, only they've got to go to their family in Nashville, I'm thinking, do you know each other? Some people seem to be in cahoots. But uh, you know, we, we get cheated sometimes. But who's the uh whose responsibility is it or who's to blame for lies that are told? Not the one who offers the help and the aid. And uh sometimes people just need to know that somebody cares. And I think sometimes that even people who may be lying, when they when they see how somebody responds with kindness and tries to be understanding, uh, you know, they they just might sting just a little bit and think, you know. I should give this back I've had weird things happen almost like that I've been helping other people when uh, one of them would stop and say can I pray for you <laughs> they didn't know what was on my mind but I sure needed their prayer it's just amazing the way things the way things can happen and uh How well do we know each other? You know, you can live with somebody a lifetime and be surprised someday when they open up to tell you something that they've never told before. You can think you know somebody pretty well and be totally taken back when they're finally comfortable enough or brave enough or maybe just desperate enough to share a secret that has haunted them for years and years now the author of hebrews is is you know he's trying to work out differences between jewish christians and gentile christians and he's he's addressing the jewish christians to say you know we've got all these traditions and we've got all these things that we've we've observed for generations from Abraham down to the present but but in in life as it is now we're 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 in a new age now this is not the new age books you get at the bookstore some of those people are you know they're well let's not go there there's just, there, there's there's a new age today that's not quite the same as the new age in the New Testament because there the, uh, the idea is that Jesus Christ has died and he's been raised to life and the old things are passed away and now we're living in a new age now just because it's some two thousand years old doesn't mean it's it's old age yet because uh, the gospel is new every time somebody hears it new the gospel is new every time we realize one more time that this is what god meant this is what jesus said this is what the implication is for here and now so the writer of hebrews is saying well You know, the old priest had to make those offerings every year so so he could remove sin or at least offer forgiveness. But uh, Jesus has died once for all, and our sins are forgiven. Now, how many of you? Oh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I, I would just guess that most of us from time to time still feel like sinners. Because one way or another, we've probably sinned, even after we've accepted God's forgiveness. And uh, you know, we, we face that question: Is God's forgiveness oriented to the future? Does that mean I can sin all I want to? Because I'm Paul dealt with that with the Corinthians and with the Romans. No, no, no. You don't sin more so that there will be more grace. You let that life die and you live by grace. And uh, uh, there's so many answers to some of the questions we still deal with over and over again. But uh, we still sin. Uh, we got sins that we don't know of. Just by where we live and when we were born and where we've grown up and you know other other things. There there's a lot of sins of ignorance. There are uh, like I've said in prayers time and again. There are sins of omission and sins of commission. And uh, we continue to need forgiveness. But we also need to continue to try to live beyond our sins and to live more faithfully and more for God and for others. I mean, if we're... Well, there there are a lot of famous sayings and some of them don't make sense in and of themselves. If, uh, If Augustine said, love God and sin boldly, we think we're supposed to go out and sin. What he was really saying was, if you love God and you're trying to do right and you make a mistake... Make it boldly. You know, you can correct it then and uh, you, can, you can be forgiven. So uh, let's not be afraid of making mistakes in order to do things right, in order to do things better. But the uh, first thing about forgiveness is to forgive others as God forgives us. Now the next thing is to quit comparing ourselves to others, and quit looking down on others, or taking the the humble uh, the, the humble role and looking up to others and thinking we're just not worthy. You know, all the ground is level at the foot of the cross, and and we should see ourselves as as equals with anybody we meet. The only difference may be that we heard God's Word and we accepted it. They might not have heard it yet or they might not have heard it in a way that they could receive and accept it. And we might be the one God would use to share that with them. We're not going to do it by putting them down and insulting them. So Jesus and his disciples are there at the temple and they're watching the people come into the treasury. Now, it's almost like some of the uh contemporary churches. You know, I've been in churches where they don't receive an offering. They've got boxes on the wall and you put your offering in there either as you come in or as you go out. And some of them have have a kiosk out in the narthex and you... uh you know, you give your credit card and they, they take your, your tithe or take your, uh, your gift there. I, I like it when our offerings are part of our worship because uh, we celebrate God's giving to us and we celebrate our giving back to God. But in this case, on probably a typical day, as Jesus watches the people, people are putting in some pretty big chunks of money People are giving some, some fine gifts. But there's one little lady. One little lady. I'm sure she was obviously poor. She didn't dress like the rest of them. She wasn't quite as kent as the rest of them. And I doubt that anybody other than Jesus saw that she put in two coins. About a penny. About a penny's worth.
1: And Jesus said, look.
0: Look. Now all these people are giving out of their abundance. But she's given everything she had to live on. seems unfair sometimes, but Jesus has said in so many ways that really God wants everything. God doesn't just want a tithe. Well church will accept your tithe, but then God wants you to use hundred percent of your funds for the good of yourself and others including your own family. Uh, the Ten Commandments, you know, put them in the courthouse, but in the church, we're going to replace them with, with that commandment of Jesus to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, that doesn't let us off on the Ten, but... It sure is more extreme when you're trying to think every day, every minute, every way. How can I be more loving? And is this this a loving act? Am I sharing loving, kind words? I've told somebody about the preacher who uh, started his service every time with jokes. He couldn't tell jokes. Somebody gave him a joke book. He couldn't read a joke. But he told, told this one, and it's... It's worth saving, and I don't repeat it as a joke. I repeat it as a parable, okay? The uh, person was approaching approaching the gates of heaven, and St. Peter said, Okay, you need a thousand points to get in this place, so let's see what you've done on earth. And this person says, Well, goodness, I was a member of the church. I served on the administrative council. I was, I was the treasurer for 30 years. I even chaired the staff parish relations committee for a while. St. Peter said, Well, that's worth, we'll give you 30 points for that. 30 points? Is that all? Said, well, listen, I, you know, I've I've been married to one person all well for for sixty years, and and they weren't always easy to live with. That's got to be worth something. Well, in addition to you thirty, we'll give you fifteen more. I, I had I had three children, and, and neither of them cussed or drank until they were 21 and I wasn't responsible after they left the house. Well, that's another five. Fifty points? I need a thousand? That means I need 950 more points. How, how am I going to get those special Only way I'm going to get in here is by the grace of God. Do all the good you can. John Wesley's, you know, known for it. All the good you can, all the ways you can, all the times you can, to all the people you can. I, it just, John Wesley, you know, even said to earn as much as you can, spend what you have to, save all you can, but give it away. We got, we got rules for life, but, but basic rules are just to uh, recognize God as the source and the giver of life. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And don't forget, let's pray. God, help us to be true. Help us to be kind. Help us to be merciful and faithful. In Jesus' name and to your glory, amen. Now, here's the hardest test of all. Will you be true or false? Will you be a true Christian? True to our Savior and our Lord Jesus? Will you meet other people honestly? And hopefully with a heart of love and compassion. Let us go that way. In God our Lord and Savior, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh,